0: Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. Hi folks how are we all doing on this week's podcast I love this topic and it's one I think we we'll, you know uh, we'll be working on all our lives but it's extremely powerful to, um, to understand and start working within ourselves and that is self-regulation. So first off, what is self-regulation? And it's our ability to to understand and manage our own emotions and behaviours within that. How we react and respond. This includes, it's being able to, to regulate ourselves in times of frustration, excitement, anger, embarrassment, sadness... Our whole array of emotions, it's being able to feel them, feel the sensations and manage how we respond within situations. So it's literally another way of looking at it is it's our distress tolerance, which is our tolerance to anger, sadness or fear. Distress tolerance in itself is, is it's having the ability to feel your emotions without resorting to coping behaviours, out resorting to our, I suppose, a lot of the time, our negative behaviours. Um, it's normal to, to have a reaction um, and to, to feel our emotions and the negative ones to want to get rid of them, to want to get rid of anger, sadness or distress. That's perfectly normal. But it's how we're getting rid of those emotions, whether it, whether we're being, doing it in a healthy and supportive way to ourselves or whether we're going into sabotaging or destructive behaviours. And self-regulation or regulating our emotions is, we gain a lot of the understanding of that when we're grown up. As children, we rely on our parents to to co-regulate with us, so basically to teach us how to manage and feel our own emotions and they help us make sense of them. So if our parents weren't equipped or able at the time to show or deal with their own emotions in a healthy way, often this can be what we learn from them. And again, this isn't about judgment or things like that. It's about understanding and a change changing behaviors, releasing and, and, and letting go, changing um the way we and respond and responding, understanding ourselves. When when we're children, we learn, I suppose, our tolerance windows to distress and anger and fear from our parents um, and from our external environment, what is and isn't okay. And we learn how to manage our emotions. We ha- learn how to regulate our emotions. And what we learn then can show up very much in our our day-to-day lives now. So I suppose looking at an example of that would be anger. Rage. This is one a lot of us are taught is okay. Um rage and anger are not okay for us to feel a lot of the time. And say, say today, tomorrow, um, you you lose your job or you lose a, a massive contract that that you had. And you say to yourself, you know, well, I'm upset, but um I'll find another one. I'm OK. I'll manage. Um, I'll just get on with things. I'll start looking for a new job. But underneath that, you're really feeling completely enraged. Um, you want to burn the place down or you're hoping that this person is eaten by the fleas of a thousand camels. That's what you're really feeling. But what happens often is, when we're feeling those feelings, like you're imagining them being eaten by the fleas of a thousand candles, which I imagine wouldn't be nice, but this, these are normal reactions to something as profound as, of, as losing our job or losing our, that big contract or whatever it is, a great loss or something big that impacts our lives. But what happens is we feel this rage, we feel this upset, we think these thoughts, we want these things to happen, and then we dive into telling ourselves I'm a bad person or I'm an evil person because it's not okay for us to feel rage. You start judging yourself. You start picking on yourself. As I say, you start telling yourself you're bad or evil. So what we do instead is we internalize these emotions. We repress them or we avoid them. We push down the rage and we don't release it. We don't um, walk with it and let it go because it's not deemed acceptable. And what happens then is we fall into a a more acceptable behaviour to us, which would be our anxiety or our depression depression or our suppressive emotions, our avoidant ones, um, where it's shown up in our behaviours, where we're, we're eating our feelings, we're drinking our feelings, we're, you know, stuffing down our emotions with our own coping mechanisms that, we, that we've that we learned. It, it can show up, as I said, you know, it can be our binging, um, it can show up in, in poor sleep, hair pulling, self-harm, all of these things. And this is because we're repressing the rage that we're really feeling because that's the training that's in there. That is what we've learned. And it means for us that we, we're not regulating our emotions. We're not allowing us feel the, allowing ourselves to feel the full spectrum. Only the ones that we deem okay. And it's remembering that you are not your emotions. Emotions are things you feel at times when it's normal to feel them. It's okay to feel those emotions. It's okay to feel rage when something really bad happens or you get an awful fright. It's natural and normal for us as human beings to feel that. It's when we're fighting these feelings and telling ourselves terrible things, judging ourselves for feeling them and trying to push them down. Trying to push down rage is like standing in the ocean and trying to push back waves. It doesn't happen. It, our emotions flow like did the, the waves of a tide flow. Like the tide comes in and out, our emotions flow through our system, depending on the different things that happen to us within our day and within our lives. It's our own lack of acceptance for for them that creates the problems and creates the behaviours that we use to coping mechanisms to stop us feeling that way when we begin to internalise them. So. What do we do about that, folks? Huh? Dunno. See us. <laughs> what we do is, as adults, it's learning to re ourselves. It's learning to fill the gaps or divides of the things that we didn't learn. Allowing ourselves to, um, to recognize and open up to our full spectrum of emotions. This isn't about, you know, not feeling your emotions. We, we feel our emotions anyway. Um, a lot of the time we feel them in our body r- long before we consciously recognise them. Um, so it's not about not feeling them. It's our own willingness to open up and not categorise ourselves as a good or bad person when we're feeling or thinking different things. That's normal. Our, our subconscious mind is all emotion. There's no rationale in there. So it does think those wild enraged thoughts of you know burning the place down or I'll you know I I hope he loses all his money or I hope and these things these are just thoughts it's what they we tell ourselves they mean about us that creates the problem it's letting it go it's, it's going okay I had that thought because I'm enraged and accepting that within ourselves and accepting that's that that's another emotion we feel. Moving through it, allowing yourself the rage to come up, allowing it, managing it in a healthy way, getting that rage out of your system in a healthy manner, be it working it out, talking it out, uh, writing it out, allowing yourselves these things. And that's where you're releasing it from your system rather than judging yourself and internalising it. And that's where our process to to self-regulation begins. Learning to reparent ourselves. What we want to learn is healthy ways to self-regulate. In the long term, this is what we want to be doing. Learning what our needs are and how to meet them. Like for example, I gave you there with that losing that job. That's a threat to our safety and security. It's natural to react with rage, sadness, upset, a full array of emotions on that. Um, And it's allowing ourselves to feel them, manage them, walk through them, talk them out, allowing ourselves that space. This is the true essence of self-care. It's being a healthy parent to ourselves. Sometimes we don't have the full marker of what a healthy parent is. So it's picking up and using these tools in the now. We can't go back and change the parenting we had in in the past. Those parents were permit, or parenting us from where they were and what they knew. And that is, I suppose, what it is. That, that's the past. What we can do is learn in the present how to parent ourselves from now, how to to fill those gaps, how to learn those behaviours that we may not have learned um, and instead use coping me- mechanisms. So one of the first things there is learning to give yourself permission. A lot of the time, we literally refuse to validate our emotions. It's not okay to feel what we're feeling. Be it grief, if it's 10, 15, 20 years late, whatever amount of time, we give out to ourselves for feeling sad, for feeling low, for for things impacting us when a memory triggers our system or things like that. We will not validate our own emotions and tell us it's okay. And another one that we don't allow ourselves to feel um, it's not acceptable, it's jealousy. We do not like to admit that we're jealous at all. We don't like to believe. And it's not, it doesn't mean we're a jealous person. These are just emotions. They're, they're, we're sticking labels on ourselves. It doesn't mean we're a jealous person. We're just feeling jealous at the time. And it's looking at what we're feeling jealous of. What is it you're seeing in that person that they have, be it a characteristic, what they have in their life? What is it that you're envious of? What's making you feel jealous? What's the insecurity behind it? Because you believe you can't have that or can't be that. And that's really where it's coming from. Instead, we make ourselves feel guilty or embarrassed or pathetic. We tell ourselves we're pathetic or weak. And this is where then it's these emotions we're internalizing and turning on ourselves, and um, we turn into a literally an emotional don't truck to ourselves. We tell ourselves, you know, you're pathetic, you're weak, um, you're jealous. If anybody knew, you were really like this. All of that gunk we throw on ourselves, and then we have reactions to that. It's allowing the original emotion, the jealousy, to walk through your body to look at it and ask, why am I feeling jealous? as I say, it's, it's insecurity. Why am I feeling rage? Something in my core foundations, my needs, my basic needs has been threatened. What is it? What do I feel threatened about? That's what's behind rage. Rage and anger are when either our physical, emotional, mental or spiritual boundaries have been crossed. And it's looking at what that boundary is and in what way it was crossed and okaying that with yourself. But you have to allow yourself to feel your emotions. We literally need to widen our own tolerance to our own feelings. I know for me in the past and even now in ways, um, I'm an avoidant. That was my style of attachment. So I I avoid. Some of that comes from um, a deep terror and not wanting to feel sadness because I connect that hugely with, with depression. And um, so it was much safer for me not to acknowledge my true sad feelings. So what I tended to do was one or two things to avoid the, the, the fear of sadness. I would either dive straight into whatever it was dive in, head first, freight train into it, get it done to move away from that vulnerability, that fear. Or the second second option that I would normally take is completely avoid the situation, completely avoid what's creating the sadness, what's causing it, what's hurting and what's harming. And then what would kick in straight after that because you're potentially avoiding something, someone you love or what would kick in for me then would be guilt, feelings of weakness feelings of being a bad person and that came with with being being an avoidant and one of the things I was avoiding was um as I say the the deep terror of depression so that's something I am actively walking on with me that's okay to feel sadness it's okay to grieve it's okay when sad things happen in your life uh feel those, those emotions letting them pass through because it's literally widening our own tolerance allowing ourselves to feel these things and stepping out of judgment. We often feel that it's others that are judging us so harshly when we are our own biggest critic. We're the ones that are judging and holding counsel on our own emotions. This is why we end up avoiding so much. This is what stops us having those uncomfortable conversations. The really deep meaning conversations. I mean, like... I know so many people, so many couples that live as, as housemates rather than husband and wife um, or, or partners or whatever it is, rather than have the conversations that, to bring them back to where they once were. We become so afraid of opening up and speaking from our truth and speaking our feelings. We would rather live in an unhappy known as a buddy, a companion than Uh, the full extent of what it can be the living in our full desires our full yearnings and again this is tied into um opening up to to what we really want but a lot of the time when it comes to having those um uncomfortable conversations we hang the entirety of our own self-worth on that conversation we decide before we go into the conversation to say you know I love you or I want us to be closer. I want us to spend more time together. Already before we go in, in our heads, we're saying, well, if I say that and they say no and they say I don't want to, well, that means I am. And that's where us avoiding it a lot of the time comes from. We decide constantly what that means about us. We're meaning making machines and it stops us um, fully opening up. We're hanging our self-worth on what someone else says. And We need to start cultivating our own self-esteem in who we are. And that begins, as I've mentioned, with understanding our own emotions and our willingness to begin to to parent ourselves and allow ourselves to feel the full spectrum and not decide that we're not worthy because we're we're jealous or we feel anger or we feel rage or any of these things all emotions are natural and normal it's allowing ourselves to be all those things at those different times in our life that's when we're cultivating and building our own self-esteem because we're not attacking and judging ourselves for feeling those particular things another thing that we can really start doing for ourselves is allowing ourselves to be wrong we have an unwillingness as adults to to learn to to Go back to the way we were and ways as children, willing to learn all about the world and not believe. Children don't really believe they know anything. They're so open. We restrict ourselves and limit ourselves and do not allow ourselves to be wrong or make a mistake. And this is tied into us believing from past experiences that that makes us a failure, or we'll be rejected, or we'll be abandoned. Again, we're mean and making machines, allowing ourselves to to make mistakes and feeling that, and not seeing it as world-ending. Feeling what a mistake feels like. We make mistakes every day of our lives, every single day of our lives, and it's okay in that, and it's okay in the areas that we don't okay. Our willingness to. Allow ourselves to make mistakes means we will be more willing to take great leaps. We'll be more willing to dive into those places of discomfort, of those uncertainties, of those unknowns, and we'll get more comfortable with those emotions, with our own sensations, because that's all it comes down to in the end. And regulating self-regulation is feeling our own feelings, our own emotions, um, and allowing them come up allowing ourselves to feel the full array of them walking through them allowing them to release and just flow through our system it's one of the kind of things we can do for ourselves and one of the greatest gifts but as i've mentioned one of our greatest fears as humans is feeling our own feelings so a couple of things that we can do to start walking with that is when you're feeling something in your system that you know you feel uncomfortable with. Name the emotion, start building their awareness. I've seen a, a brilliant technique actually that they use with children uh, in schools. Uh, and they ask them uh, to, to pick their mood or pick their feeling by picking uh, a weather, picking clouds, rain, sunshine, uh, yeah, picking any form, of thunder, lightning, whatever it is to describe the feeling they're feeling this is a great way of starting. Just literally picking whatever it is, relaying it to a weather and then diving in from there. Another one that's that's very good for for bringing balance back, for re-regulating yourself is knowing your own safe havens. When and where in your life do you feel calm? Do you feel happy? Do you feel peaceful? What are these things that you're doing? What are those feelings like in your system? Calm, happiness, peace. It's reconnecting with them and going back and knowing your own foundations, knowing your own safe havens. uh, What are you doing? They tend to be usually very simple things. Watching children, being around loved ones, going for a walk, a hike, dancing, listening to music, things like that. But having your own list of safe havens that are your return when you're in a bit of a storm in your life having those safe havens to go back to your own lighthouses in the storm and they're your calm space that you can take the time to feel your emotions while surrounded by your own your own calmness and these it's learning and building these tools and techniques into our lives, folks, that make the difference in, in how we wake up each day and how we manage ourselves in the the, the many array of, of things that happen in our life. Life is messy. Life will always be messy. Uh, but it's how we manage ourselves internally that's important. It's not about not feeling pain. It's about how we manage the pain, and that's what self-regulation self-regula- is in itself: relearning to parent yourself, and care for yourself, and soothe yourself. So that's it for me for this week, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed it and got some fabulous takeaways. And as always, I invite you to connect in with me across social media or check me out on my website www.yourgiftyou.com or email me linda at yourgifttoyou.com guys because I'd love to hear from you and any topics you'd like for us to talk about or any more learnings that you want and please remember give me those reviews because it keeps the podcast getting out there to more people so chat to you very soon guys bye-bye